Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the KevTechify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at binary number systems. We'll be discussing binary and IPv4 addresses, binary positional notation. We're, we're going to look at converting binary to decimal and then decimal to binary. And then finally, we're going to come back and talk about IPv4 addresses again. This episode is part of my series on introduction to networks. I'm Kevin here at KevTechify. Let's get this adventure started. Binary number systems and IP addresses, they are related. When we talk about binary, binary is only having two values. And the two values, when we talk about computers and networking, are ones and zeros. So a binary system only has two values. It's a one and a zero. Decimal systems, the number we're used to, at, that we learned since kindergarten on up, consists of 10 digits, zero through nine. And then we, we have repeating combinations to give us bigger numbers than zero through nine. As we look at these IP addresses, they use the binary number system. Binary number systems, when you look at the actual number itself, it contains the one of the two values, the one or the zero. Each one or zero is called a bit. When we look at an IP version four address, it is 32 bits long. So it's a string of 32 ones or zeros. And then we take those 32 ones or zeros and we break them up into octets. So eight groups of bits, eight groups of bits, eight groups of bits, eight groups of bits. We break those up to help us as humans understand that. But the computer itself, they only understand the string of 32 ones and zeros. And when you take eight bits and you put them together, that's called a byte. So one, one or zero, one value, that is one bit. When you take eight of those bits together, that is called a byte. And when we're talking IP addresses, those eight bits represent an octet. And so an IP version four address that's 32 bits long, it has four octets. Four octets, four times eight gives us 32. That is our 32 bits. Now, instead of looking at eight ones or zeros in each octet, what we do for humans to make it a little bit easier is we take that eight ones or zeros and binary, and then we convert it into decimal to give us a number between zero and 255. Much easier to remember a number of 192 than it is to remember eight ones or zeros. The example would be 11001001. 192 is a lot easier to remember of that. When we see IP addresses, like these examples here, we see 209.165.200.225. That is an IP version four address. Down here, 192.168.10.1. 192.168.11.1. Those are all IP addresses. Now we've converted them into octets and we've changed those octets into numbers we can understand. But we do have to remember that when the computer sees an IP address, this is what the computer sees. They see a string of 32 ones and zeros. So this represents the IP address that was here. This represents the 192.168.10.1 address. This over here represents 192.168.11.1 address. Now, this graphic is a little bit off. 
the computer itself, it sees the string of 32 ones and zeros. There are no decimals in breaking up that string of 32 ones and zeros. Once again, that is done for just humans so we can e more easily identify where the octets are, those groups of eight numbers. We're gonna start looking at converting numbers between binary and decimal. We're gonna start off with decimal because that's the system we're used to. That's the system that we've learned since kindergarten how to count. That's how we count dollar bills out to somebody. That is how we count really anything in this world we count in a base 10 system. And so over here on the left side, we have this chart here. And what this chart is, is gonna help us see the positional notation. And hopefully that'll make, second, make sense in a second. We'll start off on the, on the left side with the blue. We have the radix. What the radix is, is basically the base 10 system. That represents how many values we have. We have zero, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So we have 10 values, because we gotta remember we gotta count zero into there. Then this position number, what position is it? Is it the furthest right digit? Is this the second to the right, third to the right, fourth to the right? Notice the positions here, they start with zero. Because as we know, computers start counting with zero. The first value is typically assigned zero and that represents the first value. So here, the first column is zero, second column is one, third column is two, fourth column is three. In order to calculate the value of that column, what we do is we put the radix down here. So our base, how many possible values we have, we have zero through nine, we have a base 10 system, and then we put the position number right here. We then calculate that value out to give us this. Now, any number to the zero power, that is a one, any number. Here we have 10 to the zero, so that is equal to one. Then the next column over, we have 10 to the first power. Any number to the first power is that number itself. So we have 10 to the first power, that gives us 10. 10 to the second power. To the second power means the number times the number, so you do it twice. That gives us 10 times 10, that gives us 100. Here, we take 10 times 10 times 10, three times. 10 times 10 is 100, times 10 again, that gives us our 1,000. What this position value represents is the column. The first column on the right has the value of one. The second column is the tens column. The next column is the hundreds column. Third or the fourth column is the thousands column. This shouldn't be a surprise. Once again, this is the system we've learned since kindergarten, looking at that. Now, the right side, the red chart over here, we have taken those values. And notice we have these values here. We have one in the first column, 10 in the second column, 100 in the third column, 1,000 in the fourth column. We then take a decimal number. Here, this example uses the decimal number of, whoops, sorry, uses the decimal number of 1234, 1,234. And so what we do is we take the value of the fourth column and put it right here. We take the value of this, of the third column from the right, that's a two, that goes in the hundreds. The value of the second column from the right is a three, that goes over here. And the value of the column on the right, the, the ones column goes over here. 
Now, in order to calculate this out, and once again, we, we've taken this for granted as we've, we've done this all of our lives. But what we do over here, we'll start in the ones column. We have the number, we have four that comes from over here from our decimal number. We take four and then multiply it by the positional value, which is one. Four times one gives us four. Then we take the second number from the right, which is our three here. We take the three times the value of the column, the positional value of the column. So three times 10, that gives us a value of 30. We take the third number from the right, this is a two, place it in the hundreds column. Two times 100 gives us 200. And then in the fourth column from the right, the one, we put a one in the thousands column, one times a thousand gives us a thousand. At that point in time, then we go ahead and we add them up. So we have a thousand plus 200 plus 30 plus four, that gives us 1,234. Okay. This is a simple example. This simple example, now, now that we've laid this out, is going to help us when we go through and look at binary. But right now, what we're gonna do is we're gonna help show you how the system works. How, this, how we can lay it out a little bit longhand, go through the steps, we're gonna break it down a little bit more, once we have these steps, then we're gonna go from a decimal system to a binary system. So right now, we're gonna look at the number, the decimal number, 3,276. So I went, I created this little chart, I put the values in there, we know these values. What I did was take the positional values of that. And how I got these positional values is I took the base number times number of the column or to the power of the column they were in and once again remember we started at zero so over here on the far right side i have the base number of 10 to the zero power once again any number to the zero power is one so that gives us our one at this point in time the second column over we have base 10 to the first power any number to the first power is that number itself the value of this column then is 10. 10 to the second power, that once again, two is the third value, one, two, or zero, one, two in the third column, which gives us 10 times 10, which is equal 100. That is the positional value of that one. 10 to the third is 10 times 10 times 10. 10 times 10 is 100 times 10 again. That gives us 1,000 here. 10 to the fourth is 10,000. 10 to the fifth is 100,000. And 10 to the sixth is 1 million but our number was only 3,276. And notice how these columns line up for us. The, the one, the, the positional value of this column is one, and that's where our six is. That's the ones column. That's traditionally what we're not. This, the second column from the right is the tens column. Third column is the hundreds column. Fourth is the third or thousands column. We take that value. Now, once again, remember, this is base 10. This is a decimal system. Our values are zero through nine. So we can have nothing, no other values than that. And now we go through the process of calculating it. We take the positional value times the number in here. So we have 1,000 times three, that gives us 3,000. We move over to the third column from the right and we have 100 in the positional value two as the number that gives us two times a hundred gives us a value of 200 
Then we move over to the second column from the right. That's the tens column. And we have, we have a value of seven. We multiply it by the positional value of 10. That gives us seven times 10, which is equal to 70. And then we take the far right column. We have a value of six times one. That's a positional value. Once again, that's 10 to the zero. Any number to the zero power is one. That gives us six times one, gives us six. We now come over here and we add it up. We add up 3,000 plus 200 plus 70 plus six. That gives us a total of 3,276. Once again, simple example. We're setting up the rules on how we come up with these values. We're going to take this and then we can see what if we want to make a change? What if we want to make a change? Let's say we want to change the value here in the fourth column. We want to change this value here from a three. We change it to a nine. If we do that, then we have to come over to our calculations. We have to change this value to a nine. That gives us nine times a thousand. Nine times a thousand gives us nine thousand. Add this up, 9,000 plus 200 plus 70 plus six, that gives us a total of 9,276. We can change the values in here as long as those values are in our base system, zero through nine, we can then change it and we can come up with the new number. Taking what we just talked about with the base 10 decimal system, we're gonna look at the binary system, a base two system. Starting off here, our radix, our base system here is base two. We only have two values possible. We have a zero or a one. The positional number, we start at the right with a zero. First column is a one, second column, sorry. First column is a zero, second column is a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's a reason we're carrying this out to eight places. Cause once again, remember we have those octets. Those octets were eight bits long. So we're going to carry these out to the eighth position. Eighth position starting with zero, that takes us up to seven. Then we go through and we figure out our calculation. Our calculation is our radix or our base number time, or to the positional number. Two, time, or two to the zero power. Any number to the zero power is one. So the value of this column is one. Then we move on to the second column. 2 to the first power, any number to the first power is that number itself. 2 to the second power is 4. 2 to the third power is 8, 16. 2 to the fifth power is 32. 2 to the sixth power is 64. 2 to the seventh is 128. The easy way to remember this is starting at the right side. We start with the value of 1 in the first column. And then we double it times 2. That gives us one times two. That gives, or yeah, one times two gives us two. Then we multiply that and we just double it again. That gives us our four. Times two, we double it. That gives us our eight. Double it again. 16, 32, 64, 128. That's the easy way to remember that. Once we figured out what our positional values are, come down to the red chart. Notice right here, we have our positional values put into there. 
we're going to take the binary number 11000000 and what you can do is just take these eight digits and put them right in here starting with the typically you start on the right so the first one was a zero second number was a zero third zero four zero fifth zero six zero seventh was a one that's over here eighth is a one there now we calculate it out and remember how we did that calculation we did the number times the positional value so we have the number right here number one times the positional value positional value here is 128 we got that from going through um, our positional notation using our radix and our position number that gives us 128 number one times 128 that gives us 128 one in the 60 in the in the seventh column has a positional value of 64 so one times 64 that gives us 64 and then the rest of our number if we look back here are all zeros any number times zero is zero so we have zero times our positional value of 32 zero times 32 is zero zero times 16 is zero zero times eight is zero zero times four is zero zero times two is zero and finally we have zero times one is zero again once we have all these values here all these calculated values we add them up add up 128 plus 64 plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero plus zero or just easy 128 plus 64 gives us a value of 192 That may have been a little complicated. I may have flown over a couple things. I'm gonna show you, I'm gonna break it down into some more steps so hopefully we'll understand. If you like this episode on binary number systems and you get value out of it, and depending upon the platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, subscribe to my channel, leave a comment. Doing this supports the channel, which in turn helps me bring you more great content. You can also visit my website, at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. We're going to take the system we just used when we talked about the decimals and calculating the values. We're going to take that system and then we're going to apply it to the binary base two system. Up on top, we go through and we figure out our radex. Our radex, once again, is the base number. So we have base two and notice we have all base twos and then we start with zero in the first column then one to the second power then to the third power fifth column is to the fourth power fifth power sixth power and finally the eighth column is two to the seventh power go ahead calculate that out as you calculate that out remember any number to the zero power is one any number to the first power is that number itself and then we have over here, two to the second power, which is equivalent to two times two, that gives us four. Next, we have two times, or two to the third power, which is two times two times two. Two times two gives us four, times two again is eight. Two to the fourth power is 16, two to the fifth power is 32, two to the sixth power is 64, two to the seventh power is 128. But I feel the easier way to remember that is if you start in the right column, you put one, and then you double it. So one here, double that, that gives us a two. 
have a two, double it, that gives us a four in the third column. Take the four, double it, that gives us an eight here in the fourth column. Double it again, gives us 16. Double that gives us 32. Double that gives us 64. Double that gives us 128. What we're gonna do is we're gonna start and say, in decimal, we have the number 146. In decimal, we have the number 146. And what we're, we're gonna do is figure out what numbers we can add up using these calculated values here, this middle line in, in our blue chart, what calculated values here can we add up to get us to our 146? If we take 128, is that value over 146? No, that value is not over 146. So what we can do is we can put a one in that column. 128 plus 64, that gives us 192. 192 is over 146, so that's over our target. So we can't do that. We can't take a 64, and we go ahead and we put a zero in there. Now, 128 plus 32, that gives us 160. 160 is over 146, so we've missed our target. We can't take that, so we put a zero there in that sixth column. 128 plus 16. 128 plus 16 gives us 144. 144 is below that. We haven't overshot our target yet. So we can take a 128 and a 16. We're still not at 146, but we're getting closer. And we can put a one in that um, fifth column there. Through the fourth, that the 16, the 16s column. 128 plus 16 and our next number is eight. Add those together, 144 plus Eight gives us 152. Oh, we overshot 146, so we cannot use an eight. Go ahead and put a zero in that column. Next, next value is four. 128 plus 16 plus four. 128 plus 16 is 144, plus four is 148. We have overshot 146, but just by a little. So we cannot use the four. We have to put a zero in that column. Now, the next number available is two. 128 plus 16 plus two. 128 plus 16 gives us 144, plus two is 146. There is our number. We can use that two, so we go and put a one in there. We are at 146. Anything after that, we don't need to add any more on that, and so we can just put zeros in there. That gives us one, that gives us this number here. One zero zero one zero zero one zero is equal to 146. To prove it, let's go through and calculate our values to see if it actually does equal 146. And what we're going to do is we're going to take the value here in of, of our number, our value here is 1, multiply it times the positional value, the value of the column, and then add those numbers all together. First one here gives us 1 times 128, 8, that gives us 128. 0 times 64, that's 0. We're not even going to put it on the list. 0 times 32, once again, that's 0. We're not going to put it on the list. But then we're down here. We have a 1 times 16. 1 times 16 gives us 16. 0 times 8 gives us 0. Here. Then we, so we're not going to put that on the list. 0 times 4, 0. We're not going to put that on the list. But we do have a 1 
times the positional value of two. We'll go ahead and write that down. One times two equals two. And then the column on the far right is zero times one. Any number times zero gives us zero. So we're not even gonna write that down. Go through and now we're gonna add them up. We're gonna add up 128, 16, two, and that will give us a total of 146. And what we just figured out is decimal 146, that's what we started with right here, is equal to binary 11, oh sorry, is equal to binary 1001010. That's what we calculated right here. And then we proved it down here once again. Okay. That's one method to take a decimal number to a binary. I want to show you a little bit different method. I think it's easier, the method I'm going to show you next. The method, we're going to use the same number, but we're going to handle it a little bit differently. And the approach we're going to take is we have our number, 146. And then we're going to start on the left side, the biggest number, the biggest positional value. Our number is 146. Can I take a 128 out of 46. Yes, it, it's more than 128, so I can subtract 128 out of that. I go ahead, put a one in the 128 column, and then I subtract it. 146 minus 128 gives us 18. Now, I put the one in the 128 column, I did my subtraction, and now I repeat the same questions again, but I use the value here of 18. Using the value of 18, can I take the positional value of 64 out of 18? No, 64 is bigger than 18, I cannot subtract that. What I have to do now is put a zero in the 64 column. Go on to the next column, 32. Can I take a 32 out of 18? No, 32 is too big. We cannot take that out. Put another zero here in the 32 column. Move on over here to the fifth column from the right. 16 is the positional value of that. Can I take a 16 out of 18? Yes, I can take 16 out of 18. First step I do is I put a one here in the 16 column, and then I subtract it out. 18 minus 16, that gives me two. And then I start the process over with the value of two, asking the question, can I take from the next column, can I take a value of eight out of two? Nope, you can't, so I have to put a zero in that column. Can I take a four out of two? Nope, I can't do that, so I have to put a zero in that column. Now, second column from the right, positional value is a two. I, I am asking, can I take a two out of a two? Yes, I can take a two out of a two, that'll give me a zero, but I can still take that out. Now I go up, I put a one in the twos column, and then I subtract my two out of two down here and gives me my zero. Once I have zero, I have nothing left to take out. So up here for the rest of my numbers, now that I have a zero, I now that I have a total of zero down here on from the bottom right, sorry, bottom left, I can put zeros in there. And that gives me my binary number. And what we just did is decimal 146. That's what we are given here is equal to one zero zero one zero zero one zero that is what the value we connected here 
I feel this method is a little bit easier than the previous method. Starting with your number and asking, can I take the biggest value out of that? Yes, I can. We'll subtract those numbers. And then this is the number we ask that question with. Out of the next column, 64 column. Can I take a 64 out of 18? Nope, that gets a zero. Can I take a 32 out? Nope, that gets a zero. Can I take a 16 out of 18? Yes, I can. That gets a one here. We subtract it. Now we're down to a value of two. Can I take eight out of that? Nope. Can I take four out of two? Nope. Can I take two out of two? Yes, I can. That does give us zero down here in our calculation and that. I feel this is a little bit easier. Start with your number, take the biggest values out, put ones in that column, subtract it and continue on. Okay, so we've done a binary conversion where we started with a decimal number, we ended with a binary number. We're gonna do this the opposite way. I have my chart here, I have my paradox numbers to the values, I have my positional values of the columns all written down, so I have my eight columns, I have that here. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take the number 01011001 and figure out what that, from binary, what that number is in decimal. I have my chart, what I'm gonna do is put that number up in the chart. And that gives me values and positional values. And now all I have to do is calculate that out. As I look here, once again, zero times a number is zero. I'm not gonna put that on my list, so I won't put zero times 28, but I will put one times 64 on my list. That gives me 64. Zero times 32 is zero, so I'm not gonna put that in my calculations, but I do have one in the 16 column, so I'll put that in my calculations. One times 16 is 16. I also have a one in the eights column. I'm gonna put that in my calculations. One times eight equals eight. There's a zero in the four, four column, zero times four, doesn't affect my number. I'm not gonna put that in my calculations. Same thing with zero times a positional value of two. That equals zero, I'm not gonna put that in my calculation. But I do have a one in the ones column. I will put that in my calculation. Down here, that gives me one times one. Now, since I have my values, all I have to do is add this up. 64 plus 16 plus eight plus one. Add those together and that gives me a value of 89. And what we just calculated was binary number 01011001. That was what we were given right here. We now went through and calculated the decimal value by multiplying the number times the positional value. And that gave us our 89. We took a binary number and converted it into decimal. What does this all mean? This means we can now start to understand a little bit about IP addresses. We can start to understand how these IP addresses are seen by computers and devices on your network. An IP address is 32 bits long. The computer sees this down here as an IP address. It's not broken up in groups of eight, so it's one constant string of ones and zeros a binary number, just ones and zeros. That's how it is. But for us humans, we take and we break it up into octets. We take eight bits here, eight bits are called the byte, and we divide it up here. That, we divide it there, we put decimal point in there, we put another division here, 
put a decimal point. We divide it up here. We put another decimal point in there. To make it even easier for us, what we do then is take this one byte of information. Eight bits equals one byte. So we take this one byte of information, take the binary of that, and then convert that into decimal. When you convert one, one, zero, 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 zero into binary, that's 128 plus 64. 128 plus 64 gives us 92. This is done only for humans to more easily understand that. Computers, they don't see this. They see this string of 32 ones and zeros. This is the big takeaway here. Yes, you have to know how to convert binary to decimal and decimal to binary, but also understand computers see sees an IP version four address as a string of 32 ones and zeros. Nothing breaking it up. There's no octets. There's no decimal points. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on binary number systems. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, and of course, depending upon what platform you're using, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All of my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com, and you can get all of these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on introduction to networks. In the bottom right is one of my favorite videos that I picked just for you. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on introduction to networks. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.